1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before.
0: Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's
2: morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail.
1: That makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, and I want to thank. I can't read it because it's filthy. Well, I could, but Matt bring that is the best comment uh, anybody could make. Talking about Mary Magdalene. And he quotes the great Jackie Gleason. I have to do it. You got to.
2: Mary Magdalene is pure, simple, old-fashioned communism. <laughs> Happens every time one of these dancers starts poontanging around with these showbiz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Don't poontang around with those showbiz folk. <laughs> That's a fact. Thank you, Matt. I went to, uh, that was a great mo I had to go to uh, the Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Uh, checking my eyes. My eyes, I've got a thing in my right eye that I can't, I got to (laughs) get surgically fixed. And uh, so I went over to get uh, looked at and Mikkel Bridges was in the lobby and there was a great moment where uh, Mikkel Bridges, I don't think he's ever dealt with this in his entire life. You had to move to the Southwest for this to happen but the lady came around the corner to call the next patient and she goes, Mikkel? And he gets up and another guy gets up and they both start going and Mikkel Bridges is Looking at him. And the guy looks at him and he goes, like,
3: what? which
1: one? It's Miguel. <laughs> and I'm like, you would have to move to Arizona for Miguel to, you've always been the only Miguel in a room. And he said, like, yeah, and they're like, no, sorry, Phoenix Suns forward, sit down. We're talking. Miguel, aquí, Aki." <laughs> I was dying. My right eye, Brady, 20 over 440. Nice. I am legally blind in my right eye now. It was awesome. So I got dilated yesterday, and it lasted about
3: four hours. Oh. you have to wear those paper glasses no, and everything I just, like that. I wore my sunglasses. Okay, but uh, so they go on with it. You picked out a glass eye or something? Yeah, maybe? I'm going to yeah. go with a
1: Sandy Duncan model. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Duncan or uh, you know, I went a little. Columbo. I looked at some. Sammy Davis was yeah. on the
1: list. I had a couple of glass eye options, but uh, it would be better than what I got going on. I have. An 20, early, over 440. twenty over four forty, and the other one's like you know twenty over thirty five or something like that. It's not the, the left eye is great. Right eye has a it's it's an and trust me, Arizonans, we're going to find out more about this. Is that they've got all this new technology to find early onset cataract, and they can get rid of them like like it's easy. Like there's nothing to it. It's a little tiny little chopping guy. Sign me up. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And terrible. I didn't know I honestly, didn't know how bad my vision has gotten. I didn't know. Like, I I don't know how many people are out there driving thinking, ah, it's just normal. It's a little off. I'm technically legally blind in my right eye. Like, for driving. At night, it shows up. Like, lately at night, I've been like, something's really wrong. But it took me getting to this point to say, ah, I should probably check this out. And I've probably been doing this for a year and a half, maybe, of, like, kind of squinting and looking at stuff. Yeah. I got to the point now where. You just shut the one eye off. Yeah. This right eye is so bad. That looking at you right now at about
3: what six feet that's how tall i am oh no no no, no, way. no, yeah. no. <laughs> they're not
1: that bad i would recognize you <laughs> i've looked at your shape so long that even though you're just there kind he of is. <laughs> mass and color i would know that's brady brett i would I might be able to recognize you it's crazy it's legally blind it's nuts but they can fix it everything's so fixable and I met—I uh, don't want to say her name because she's very sensitive—but uh, Chad McDaniel is a listener of ours, and I met his wife. She works there, and basically came in the room and said, uh,
3: "You met Hattie McDaniel?" Yeah,
1: hate your show, hate you, hate hate everything about you.
3: Nice, wow, <laughs> some of true. our favorites. <laughs> I was
1: giving her trouble. And she goes, I, it's, that, it's that moment where, I, like, that's my insecurity. She came in and she goes, oh, my husband, Chad, is just such a huge fan of the show. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Thanks. And she goes, I don't listen. I'm like, so you just hate me? No, I didn't say that. I'm like, all right, well, you might as well have because it's just as painful. I, I, I've listened to your show before. I'm like, oh, here we go. And I just teased her the whole time. She goes, no, I can't dig out of this hole. She was very sweet. She's possibly listening this morning. Her name's like Xena the Warrior Princess or something silly like that. She's fantastic. It was great. And, and uh, it was cool. It was a great experience. And all the new technology with eye stuff is amazing. But yeah, me and Miguel Bridges were up there hanging out yesterday. And Miguel, Miguel the Mexican with bad <laughs> eyes. I've never seen anything. I was sitting in that lobby when they, Miguel and they both got up. I'm like, well, this is interesting.
3: No, it's Miguel Bridges. And, and you know, you know what thing. hasn't
1: happened since Miguel Bridges has been in the NBA? He's ever been told to sit down. Miguel's next. It's never <laughs> happened, it's never been a thing. No, you NBA star, sit down. Oh, that sounds gonna be <laughs> you're going you're lobbying up for a little while. Miguel's been here longer. <laughs> it's in yeah. an order. And then Miguel turned and he clapped down on his balls. And he goes, "Suck it, superstar!" And I'm like, "Oh, that was uncalled for,
2: Miguel." <laughs> I just took your lens. I'm going, <laughs> "Hey, I got your spot, Miguel." <laughs> hey, like the Warriors, I'm moving on, and you're staying put. All right. <laughs> I'm like Luca donkey Yeah,
1: it was very funny that Miguel and Mikel had a moment where they had to look at each other. And then I was – John, it happens to me all the time. When she came around the corner and goes, John, another, people stand another dude got up in a suit and walked by. And I looked at him like, uh-oh, there's two of us. And she goes, John H. And he goes, God damn and he said... <laughs> Eliminate. Oh, God, damn it. He was eliminated. John? <laughs> yeah, like eight people get up. John H? It's like you reading off a There's number. Three of us left. John H-O-O. It's like... Yeah, it's reading off Raffle. But yeah, 20 over 440 or something like that. I can't even get my eye corrected back to normal. Like it's, like the best they can do is like twenty thirty with glasses that look like a, you know, a submarine periscope. So yeah, it's pretty neat though. It's really cool. But driving around with your eyes dilated, that was a bad idea. Somebody should have warned me about that. I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) I went home, I'm driving along, and I had my sunglasses on, everything was fine, and then if my eyes deviated from outside those Dylan lenses, boy, oh boy, was Johnny in trouble. Blinded for like a mile. Still going like 80. ah! Like you looked at the sun? Oh, it was was worse. It was like I landed on the sun. It was horrifying, but uh, it was an interesting afternoon. And, uh, yeah, so it was uh, – I stayed dilated until like 9 at night too. It was crazy. I liked looking in the mirror and seeing those dilated uh, – incredible dilated deals.
3: Even when you close your eyes, can you take a lot more light on through the, if the eyes are dilated? does It's very sensitive to light, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was so good. when you close your eyes, sometimes you can – sense the brightness through the That's
1: Jesus, Brady. That's just you. That's the light That's, of Jesus. When I yeah. start seeing <laughs> things you should follow the light is what I'm saying. I think he's close. <laughs> no, I didn't notice like when my eyes are closed how bright it was outside because my eyes were closed. What
2: the you he talking
1: about? <laughs> yeah if I put a flashlight up against my closed eyes there might be a little glow, but I don't know. I don't know what I
3: don't know what you're talking about. I just about. have a shark film for an eyelid that just Oh it just goes over know, the top. Yeah. That's just
1: attractive. Somebody says you should play the game Ken John read it, similar to what you did when Brady had his deaf ear. It would be kind of fun. I, I'm pretty good at the, There's a weird thing that happens too, that your eye goes from not being able to see to trying to correct itself. So my close-up vision with my bad eye, used to be terrible, is great now. Like it fixes something. Your body, it's an incredible thing. like it just sits and goes, "I got to fix something." The eye still works. There's just something in the way. So it figures out a way to get the good parts back down to like, oh, all right, well, at least fix this close vision. Make it so this, this thing's mucking up its distance. So it starts to reverse the problem that was natural. It's crazy. So I got to go. Definitely
3: it. leans on the, other, the stronger one.
1: Well, your good eye will take over, but yeah. it's weird how it's like, all right, the good eye's got this. The bad eye will start finding its strengths or moving it because my up-close vision with this eye was terrible. Like, just, you know, a little while ago. And now, like, the close vision is great because the thing made my eye fix itself. There's something we just don't know. There's a lot of science in the eyeball that we're like, it fixed itself. But we can't figure out how to make it do that. Yeah. You know? Pretty cool. But I can't wear glasses. I'll never wear glasses. I tried for a little while. They're always dirty. They're always messy. But it was cool. And Dr. J. Schwartz was very nice. Very nice man. But, uh. And hopefully steady hands. That's all I'm hoping for. Because if I go in there and he starts chopping on Oops. my eyeball. Whoops. That's the last thing you want to hear. <laughs> Under mild sedation. Oh, that's. Uh, do you like gigantic breasts? Because I'm going to put a pair in you. And it's for, those are free. Because you're never going to see them. But no, How's was, Mikel's uh, eyesight? Did you get that uh, checked? You know what? Uh, maybe Legally this, blind. Maybe that's what Monty Williams is making the team do. <laughs> I don't want to happen in the playoffs, boys. But you're all getting your eyes checked. Mikel, you were like. Three for 17 in the last two games. Go go down to Dr. Schwartz, get those eyes checked. If
4: not, we're bringing in Miguel. The hell yeah. with you. <laughs> and Miguel
1: was out in the parking lot shooting bombs.
2: <laughs> Check it out. I'm Miguel Bridges.
1: Well, it was a great moment. I just gigg- I don't think anybody caught the fun of that. That Miguel has. N- Miguel Bridges has been in the NBA for like five years, four or five years. I don't think he's ever had to deal with. Sit back down. Nice. <laughs> st- sit down. Miguel, you're up. Oh. <laughs>
2: Adios, NBA superstar. I'm going to get my eyes checked before Mikel does. Holy DeAndre, I'm yeah. coming. <laughs> it's uh, alphabetical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe they'll trade me with DeAndre. <laughs> yeah, and then it was pretty funny. But Mikel is a very thin man. He looks like somebody who could jump through a ceiling. Not as tall as I thought. It was, it was just interesting to be in the same room with him. Like, man, he's narrow. But he uh, looks like he could jump over a, a you know a house. Like he just looks like a, a human spring springboard. Yeah, he's just crazy. But uh, yeah, so thanks to everybody out there. real and uh, there was a nurse there named Shelby. Who uh, sounds like a Disney princess? Like when you're sitting there and you got your eyes in that big thing, and she's like,
0: "Just look to your left."
1: And I'm like, "Oh my god, are you going <laughs> to sing that?" To look at my ear. I'm like, "You sing, so you don't talk. You sing." Maybe she worked there earlier. For a
0: couple of years at Disney. You see the E on the chart.
1: Yeah, I can. Stop it. Just ask questions, you weirdo. But everybody there was really nice. It was a very nice experience uh, for somebody finding out they're blind. I walked out of there happy. You don't really get told too often, hey, you were blind. Okay, see ya. With a smile on your face. Hey, I got to meet Mikel Bridges. That was neat. (laughs) Pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so now I got to go to two more doctors to make sure that I don't have, like, I'm not dying or anything. You never know. The eyeballs are sweet. But Chad McDaniel's wife, uh, welcome to the show. A lovely gesture by all to have you out there. Uh, also, I have to say thanks. Yesterday we found out, uh, we get a lot of water yesterday. at The first, the very first Operation Hydration, a nice little chunk was in the lobby. Was. And you, usually the first couple days you're like, all right, everybody's going to get back in the flow. And then I got an email from the, uh, and you knew about it too, it was the, yeah. uh, the drinking, drinking team, team has already got like a semi-truck load of, but they got like a pallet, well, three pallets. Three right? Pallets, right. pallets ready to they roll. They got a flatbed ready to bring yeah. over already. So this thing... Off to a blazing start. And if you want to help, I love that uh, this is happening this year, that Porta Subs is helping us out. You can drop off there. You can always drop off here at the station. Uh, but I like the uh, donations that you can do um, online, which is really cool, at 98kupd.com. You can make a financial donation and help out. Again, the water situation in our city is, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. We should, we should always in need. We should always have somebody uh, giving water out. It's Whether it's a need or not, it's just it's the fact that nobody should ever need it. That's the weird part. Like, we should have water at the ready. And these water stations, which uh, until we started this years ago, I never knew existed. And cars driving around giving people water. There are people who are out there just trying to make it work. I seen uh, last year, was it, yeah, it was last year during the uh, NBA playoffs when I was downtown one day. It was hot because the NBA playoffs last year were in July. Um, and I was walking and it was hot and I watched like tourists at the Sheraton with a thing going on over at the convention center in suits and they weren't going to make it. Like they were going 500 uh, feet and they, they just, I don't know, Minnesota or Wisconsin or wherever they were from, they were not going to make it. And their company did them a disservice by booking whatever was going on in Phoenix in July. But it would be like dropping us off in, uh, in Minnesota in December. you think they
3: would know that by now. and they, Right. But if, every you drop, year.
1: if you drop me off in Minnesota with my clothes, and said, just be, have a normal day, and it's 30 below zero. I'm going to freeze to death. And that's what they had them in, you know, wool suits, like doing their Minnesota clothes. I'm like, no, no, no. We're a resort town. You don't wear the coat. And they didn't make it. And I watched a truck pull up. that I had never seen it before, the rescue mission truck. And they were handing water out. And these two people coming out of the Sheraton were like, please, us, us we need water. And you need it. So it's a beautiful thing, and you guys are doing great with that. Also got the uh, the man cave. Today, and nobody uh, ghosted you on the call so no, far this no, week? Just I think they guy?
4: finally learned from that Jason guy. That's right. We're going to give you that as well. Yeah, it's me! Yeah, if you get a weird number today calling you after 11, you yeah. know it's possibly me. Brett will probably
1: be making calls today somewhere between 1045 and noon. Yeah. And if your phone rings and you don't recognize that that's what's going on, you know, I don't know this number, and you entered the contest, answer it. You might be wrong. It might be a warranty call, but... Uh, it might be Brett, and he might be getting you ready to go to get yourself a brand-new pool table, ping-pong table, gaming system, uh, mini-fridge, 150 bucks on a card. Uh, you get a new grill. I mean, this man cave is going to be awesome, and it could be yours, but you got to answer your phone. You can't tell them you know, dumb stuff like that. So it's crazy. Uh, also, on uh, the news last night, and I don't know if this is a great idea or a bad idea, but Tempe is trying to do the—have you seen the new entertainment district yeah. they're trying to put together? It looks pretty awesome. But when the focal point is the Coyotes, you got to worry. Uh, and I don't know if they're going to do it with tax talk. And now the this is the other thing.
3: But it's, aren't they still – it's going to be – well, won't it share it with ASU or no? No, they're no, that's doing the that baby. They're year. talking right. about a new okay. stadium. Yeah, right.
1: yeah, the new entertainment district would be right there on the uh, south side of the riverbed. No, that's, the, no, that's where one. they're at now. That's, yeah. that's yeah. The, new. Okay. The, the new one. We're talking about a, a different – this is temporary, what's going on gotcha. with the issue. Okay. They're going to build them a real facility eventually, and that's if they stay here, which I can't imagine they're going to waste their time in this little tiny thing and not want to stay. But uh, here's the problem. is You don't even think of this stuff. It's in the flight path. It's like where Sky Harbor takes planes off. They, the, the reason that that riverbed is like right there by the – is they're like, oh, this is a good spot for us to take off because uh, without saying it out loud on the news, most crashes on planes happen on takeoff and landing. So they, if you ever notice, put airports. There's never houses at the end of the runway. There's a river, a freeway, a clear, freeway, a yep. clear spot. They, they usually have something that's like, nah, let's just, let's not land on a residential area or well, Chicago's different. Entertainment. Though. O'Hare actually has houses right up to the. So edge. So does Midway. But oh, Midway surrounded. Really Midway's a weird airport anyway. Yeah. But Chicago, I think they did that before they realized most planes crash on takeoff. Right. <laughs> And they just put a few into the houses and then said, well, I should probably do it a different direction. You
3: get some added acreage on the oh, takeoff yeah. area. Yeah,
1: the smarter uh, neighborhoods have the, the big, long field before.
3: And once you get to,
1: like, six, 7,000 feet, they're not worried about houses anymore. They're like, well, if that crashes, it's going to be rare. Usually it's right at the end of the runway when they blow up. And that's just for you travelers today.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, this would be right there where the planes take off and come in. So they're like saying terrorists. I'm like, terrorists aren't going to blow up a Coyotes game. That would be like 400 people. They come on. You'd be better off, you know, driving through the farmers market like I always talk about. Terrorists aren't going to blow up a Coyotes game, but the entertainment district is nuts. And I'm like, what is Mill Avenue if it's not an entertainment district? I think they're trying to extend it. Yeah, trying to make it just crazy big, which makes me curious of what it's going to be like. It would be insane down there. There's no roads. It would be less roads, even. Those little tiny two-lane streets through Tempe it would be crazy, but it does sound pretty good. And if it means keeping the Coyotes around, I guess that's all right. But the Coyotes being behind anything makes me think, uh, this is probably a bad idea. I like the Coyotes being in town if they were, uh, I guess not the Coyotes. Be a lot closer if they, now. if they were a brand all new. Yeah, it's a much better location, and people might be more curious, and it might lend to... Being, they're just so poorly run. It's uh, I don't know. Do you want to have a big mess down in Tempe all the time and make a big glob of stuff for the Coyotes?
3: I think Tempe could use a little more Canadians down there. A little nicer. <laughs> think, yeah, kind of make it nicer.
1: <laughs> Maybe we bring a little taste of Canada to the ASU campus, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm really behind Coyote fun. I'm kind of mad at the Coyotes. And I'm kind of embarrassed by the Coyote. I think that's the city's view of them. It's like, come on, guys. Quit bouncing. Like, stop bouncing from place to place and acting like it's our fault. And They've actually been pretty nice about it. But when it's, they're the only professional sports team I've ever known of that their own building says, mm, you're not going to play here anymore. Like, when is the last time that's ever happened?
3: <laughs> Your lease is uh... You're done.
1: I, I guess St. Louis was the only time when they're like, we're not building you a new place. You've got a perfectly good place here. That's different. Than saying, you got to move
4: out. It's kicking a roommate out. They got kicked out like a deadbeat roommate. Could be the D backs in a couple of years, though. Well, the Diamondbacks want a new place. That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, but they're not going
1: to get kicked out of their old place because they kind of own it. Like, it, it, you're so bad that the place that actually allows you to be a hockey team said, no. Where are we supposed to go? They're not asking for a new place. What do we do? Yeah, I don't know. You'll figure it out. We're not letting you play. We here. can
3: cover for the. It's Your never absence. happened.
1: I don't know that it's ever happened in sports where the arena itself says no more pro sports. We don't want you here. And they don't have an option. We want to be here. No.
3: Get out. Okay, fine. We'll go to Tempe. Yeah, good luck. We've just signed a deal with the Mercury.
1: and uh... <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, if the Cardinal Stadium just said no more Cardinal
4: games. Like, wh- where do we go? I don't know. You can't play here. It's
1: kicking a roommate out.
4: It's breaking up. I think it's better for the Coyotes, though. Oh, absolutely. Because they're going be, to be you know, in the middle of everything. Yep. You know, People in Gilbert and East Mason stuff can't go to a Wednesday night Coyotes game because it no, takes too long. No, it's most definitely a better location. But again, the
3: diehard thousand fans. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is it a better location if the product is still garbage?
3: I
4: think you'll still draw a little bit At more people. first. Yeah. The
1: same as the Glendale Arena sold out the first month and a half. It was like, wow, this is a great new place. People drove. And then they realized, oh, I'm not going to go out there for garbage because they're going out there for garbage. So, But the drawing of this Definitely thing more looks amazing. games, looks whereas people, amazing.
3: you know, when you if the Cardinals, you got eight, eight sure. times. The Cardinals fill up, though, and yeah. it's right next
1: to it. So, I mean, it's, you don't have to go out as much, but still. Uh, if it's a crap product, the Coyotes have so much to fix, so much more than the building. That you're kind of like, maybe they should move. I hate to say that. Maybe they should just go. Eh. It would be neat to have that entertainment district down there, though. See what they put in. But it would be, you know, probably a bunch of Guy Fieri restaurants.
4: Oh, you know it will. Yeah,
1: they're not going to put anything like real good down there. I don't know. It's a, it's a thing. I I'm, I I hate that because I love sports so much, and I would love for the city to have all of them. It but... used to be a big—it's it's not on. as
3: big of a deal— to have the, you know. The big forest? Yeah.
1: It's still a thing, though. When you lose one, you're like, ah, we're short one. Like, all major cities should have, like, all the attractions. They're not much of an attraction. So it's almost kind of like if they went away, would anybody notice? They're the tree in the forest. And I love the Coyotes. I think it's great to have them. But I also know uh, from looking, like, if I as a sports, as a true sports fan, you look at a few teams like they probably shouldn't be a team. That should probably just get the, the trim the fat kind of thing. This is. You're pushing a desert team that nobody really seems to want to support. And it's our fault, but they're not good enough to support. So, Building them a whole new house, and if they still suck, you'd be like, well, now you just kind of wrecked Tempe. (laughs) Now you just made a mockery of this whole thing and and gummed up a bunch of streets we could have put cool stuff in. Like you could put the new baseball stadium down there. That would be pretty neat because baseball has a little more life than hockey. Not much, but they're at least a little bit more. Up and down. The coyotes are pretty much Then dead Joel all
3: the time. Osteen could take over the,
1: That's the what I'm wondering. Ballpark. What's going to happen to that Glendale thing? Westgate's still busy because of all the stuff they got going on, but what's going to happen there? They're just going to. Mega
3: have... church is probably three or fourth down the line <laughs> <Yeah>. of
1: options. <laughs> but they're going to rent it out to them. Like Osteen's going to show up every once in a while now that they've got open dates.
3: And I'm going to come out there and I'm just going to tell
1: my tales. You guys remember the Coyotes? They were banished over to Tempe, that hellbound anal sex capital of America. They're more STDs
4: per square inch in Tempe than any other city in Arizona. That's the truth.
1: I want to. I would go see Joel out there. We'd butt plug up and go out and see Joel again. It would be fun. But I don't know that. I don't. Yeah, that's that's amazing to me that you look at a professional team and go, "Ah, we'll do better without you," and kick them out. That's it's a nobody's really talking about the real story, which is amazing. Uh, at seven ten, let's get ourselves a wake up song. What do you got on the big board of musical treats there? All
4: right. wake up song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Finally, going to get you back out on the trail. It looks like so uh, special delivery oh, yeah. today, possibly. Finally, that's right. Yeah, what is the? It's the a new pivot, pivot shadow cap. Shadow, yeah. Cap. and uh, yeah,
1: and Josh texted me yesterday and goes, "What are you weighing? I'm like, "All right, man, I'm 195. I'm rolling 195, 200 on a bad day, 195 normal." I'm like, "What about you, bro? I just thought we were talking." <laughs> How much you left I, I didn't know he was working the bike. I mean, like, what are you throwing down right now? How? What are you tipping talking the curls? What are you tipping the Toledo's at? <laughs> and he fires back 175 not in fighting shape quite yet. I'm like, "All right, good talk, bro. Good talk." But he was just trying to get the bike set for yeah. my weight. Yeah, so I didn't realize he was doing that that quickly. It's, it's it's going to be here today. And now I'm going to have to Now you're going to have to get out with summer us Summer ride. Yeah. I can't wait. I can mean either. So. I got to get my lungs together first. You got to give me a couple of runs on the oh, yeah. on the new bike cuz I can't bike breathing is different than running and walking and sports breathing. I pretty good lungs. You hop on a
4: bike, and you realize, okay. Lungs and legs, man. It's Bike lungs ridiculous. are
1: different. Totally different.
4: But uh, check out all the uh, brand-new Pivots, Santa Cruz, Rocky Mountain. They got everything you want over there at ActionRideShop.com, or just go into the store. They'll, they'll take care of you. Gilbert Road and Southern in Mesa. That's or is that easy. Gilbert? Yeah, that's Mesa. Yeah, that's Mesa. Okay. It's close to both. I know, yeah. yeah right so uh, on the list, uh, for clown cans earlier this morning, we got uh, <laughs> Queens right, Jet, Jet City Woman. Uh, Steve Miller, Jet Airplane, uh, Marilyn Manson, Beautiful People, Looks the Kill from uh, Motley Crue, yeah. White Zombies, Welcome to Planet, Mother Effer, Yeah, The Void, Joe Walsh, I like uh, Big, uh, let's see, yeah, <laughs> a snot, Power Man 5000, Primus, Black Lives Society. We can't say I mean. Joe Walsh's teats word
1: the proper way. I don't think so. No, well, not at all. Yeah. It's one of the seven bad ones. Teats. I didn't know I didn't know Joe Walsh had a song. I didn't know uh, that I either. I
4: don't know that song. On the album, I think it's uh, I-L-B-T-S is, ah.
0: is the, uh, the
4: album title. I see.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: well, now I kind of want to hear it, but we can't i, play. I can give you a little taste of it yeah. before we get to the chorus. Hang on, let, me, let me pull it up. Hang Have hang. I heard it? Is it popular? Uh, I don't think I know this song. I'll just put it on the spot.
0: In fact, I'm i don't, positive,
1: I, don't. I don't know this, I know this song. But I also I agree that I like human ones, not whatever's going on with that Mary Magdalene lady. And there's another, a headline, for whatever reason, a headline just popped up on my computer. Chanel West Coast is pregnant. Like, look, she's not a star either. We got to have higher standards for what's a celebrity nowadays. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a Randy Newman
2: song. Yeah. Hey, buddy. About I like boobies.
0: Uh-huh.
4: I think it says it right up front here. All right. I can get it.
0: I like Uh huh. <laughs> I got it.
4: That's
1: good stuff. All right. Well, that pretty much sends the message. All right. <laughs> well played. So. All right, then. Well, I don't want to play that one because it just seems like we just. I'll be sitting there banging that. And the whole message is lost if you bleep out that part. Uh how about uh hmm. Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson cuz would bone him before I'd nail that Marilyn
4: oh, Manson ah. lady. All right, hang on. You you got it, or you only pulled up.
1: Uh, you pull it up. Okay. I have to say something. Uh yesterday I uh remember that cop I told you about that uh, was going to build me a Tommy Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was gonna, like makes these Authentic old fashioned weapons.
3: Brought his dog in. Yeah.
1: Well, he he showed up yesterday. He made the tomahawk. I was, he just contacted Megan out of the blue on Instagram. So, would John like a old fashioned tomahawk? And then she goes,
0: Did you want that? I'm like, Yeah, I
1: want that. So, <laughs> I, I said, Yeah, of course, I want an old fashioned tomahawk. Well, who's who's asking? And she goes,
0: This guy wants them. He makes them. I'm
1: like, yeah. Well, done. Whatever it costs. Put it on the bill. And so he shows up yesterday. He's a, a Scottsdale a police officer named Devin Lines. And uh, he said, I'm a a canine handler. So I expected, you know, the Belgian Malinois, or German Shepherd to hop out of the back car. It was a golden retriever.
0: Amazing. And
1: Devin does does an amazing thing that I didn't know. And Scottsdale is uh, one of the first places to ever do it. And they need to be commended for this. He's an emotional support animal for people who have seen or been through a traumatic uh, incident. So somebody who's like... uh, Like, you know, a little kid or even an adult who's seen something horrible, you walked in on a dead body or there's a murder that happened or something awful just occurred and you've been traumatized. It's a scientific proof that a dog can calm you and especially with kids and stuff like that, that they'll be more apt to be focused on the dog. and and, And this dog was the sweetest thing in the world. So they've got this program. Uh, for emotional support animals, and uh, this dog here, Rocket, Rocket man. and uh, the other one's name was Chase, but we didn't meet Chase yesterday. Came by, and I was more fascinated with Devin and what he does, and has this—he's got this emotional support dog with him all the time, and they get, and he's still copping around, like he's still doing police stuff, and they don't break uh, Rocket out for you know chasing down bad guys. But it is a, what an amazing thing, and, and more proof that dogs just make this world a better place. Is that when we were walking him through the building, every single person at their desk, whatever, ran over to this amazing guy? Just a perfect positive energy. And uh, it's. Co- and knew,
3: even if you don't, his natural ability to make a person, I mean, he goes yeah. next to you, just his presence he's, well, alone.
1: He's incredible. And uh, it was a cool thing. And he was telling me stories about how they've used him in the past and like walking into situations where some, somebody, you know, has witnessed a, a killing or a murder or somebody get hit by a car. Uh, and they are shaken up and for whatever reason, and it is, I can't explain it. I don't know that anyone can scientifically proven and uh, that, they've, that if you like dogs and they'll ask the person, like, are you okay? Do you like dogs? Do you like, Oh yeah. It, it, to pet the dog actually calms your body. It does something to where it just calms you down a little bit, enough to make you able to tell your story. What did you see without being frantic and crazy? Uh, it's soothing. It's a, it's a natural way to soothe things. And they came by yesterday, and I talked to them for about an hour. I was sitting there chatting with them constantly about things they've done and seen and what this program's like. And it's all donation-based. It's not like Scottsdale's fleecing the taxpayers for this. And it's starting to happen in all sorts of different cities because of them. So I met, like, a hero yesterday uh, in Rocket the Dog and his handler, Devin, and got a Tommy Hawk out of it. And it was cool, too, so I took it home. It's nice. And uh, I said, hey, uh, Megan got the tomahawk in the back of the car.
0: Oh, well, well, you're not just going to leave that at work?
1: And I'm like, no. Brought it home.
0: Oh, what's it look like? Does it have your name on it? Is it branded on- I'm
1: like, just go get it in the car if you're this curious. It's right there. What
0: is it? What does it get?
1: All these questions. She comes in, and it's got a leather sheath on. It's really cool. And then she, she, before she hands it to me, she goes,
0: you have to promise that if you ever try to kill me, you'll use a gun and not this thing. <laughs>
1: And
3: I'm like, that's on your mind? Well, then we have an accord.
1: And I said, no way. First off, if I try to kill you, it's going to be personal. Married people don't kill each other quickly. Uh, You saw OJ. It's a hack job, and I'm using the Tomahawk. There's no way I'm getting a gun and putting you out of your misery fast. If I'm at the point where I'm going to murder you, it's going to hurt a lot. And it's going to start in your hatchet wound, because that's what I would use a hatchet for.
0: See, you can't have this in the house. I'm like, you're
1: really concerned I'm going to possibly kill you, because it's not really even a thought in my mind.
3: You need to get that half torso doll and just start just training start outside. Outside
1: and just stare at the kitchen window.
3: This is her. a kill. This
2: is so whew, nice. The feeling of.
1: So, no, but she. Why has does not have
0: a blonde wig? I don't know what the point of this is. I watch a lot of Dateline.
1: And I'm like, well, there you go. Dateline NBC teaches women that we're going to kill them.
0: She was like,
1: worried that the tomahawk meant it's in the house, it's an option. And I'm like, you really feel like. I have that in me that I could at any time just be mad enough to hack you up.
0: Well, the people who get killed never see it coming. Yeah. Well, it's better.
1: Th- I guess keeping your eyes open for me is pretty good. But you can't possibly think that I'm going to kill you. I mean, I would have by now. that nice. would like
3: a good couples therapy exercise. <laughs> right. Let's it, top ten items that <laughs> oh. if you were to kill your... Uh...
1: Look, if I had it in me,
3: but I don't.
1: I would melon ball her to death. Like, that's what you do to people you love. You don't kill someone you love. That's how cops always know. Oh, crime of passion. It's personal. That's why OJ did it. Like, there was a lot of meticulous, like, cutting her tongue out psychologically is a message of saying, that'll stop you from talking. Like, there was a lot behind what OJ was doing and the stab wounds and how the attack was so personal and, like, detailed they they, ask any cop ask any forensic scientist very rarely does somebody who loves someone just shoot them and it's over if they shoot them they shoot them like eight times like there's anger and rage and years of pent-up crazy that's what the tomahawk would be for that's why i would do the tomahawk and that's what makes tons of sense but i would have to be in a murderous rage and I'm like, you think about that?
0: Well, I don't think you're going to kill me, but that's what the people on TV, they never think they're will to kill them.
1: So you keep it in the back of your mind. Sure. <laughs> like you got a tomahawk sitting next to me and your first thought is not cool weapon. Cool. That's neat. Is this is probably how he's going to hack me up to bits. And I'm like, and I told him, look, the hacking would be, you'd still be alive through most of it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. It'd be arms. And then I'd probably uh, tend to your wounds and I'd keep you alive a little longer. And then uh, i watch you, uh, or i make you watch me cook parts of you and stuff like that. If, 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 if this You'd is You'd incorporate me. all yeah. the
3: stuff that you've learned over the years.
1: Absolutely. I'm not just going to kill you. We're married. That's not the way it works. You gouge out eyeballs. You make them scream. <laughs> but, I'm oh, not pardon, a, right. but I'm not a murderer. She thinks I might kill her. Which is kind of having the upper hand in the relationship. I don't think she's going to kill me, but I bet you Medea thinks, well, for sure she thinks Brett's going to try to kill me. <laughs> Brett's got that in him. You're probably not allowed to have tomahawks in the house. No. Knives, man. tomahawks, things yeah, like that. You, you can't know, really But they talk don't know, know. That's exactly right, Brett. <laughs> They're not my house. <laughs> she held it to her chest.
0: Now, before I hand this to you, you're
1: not keeping that from me. It'll get you killed by a tomahawk. And so I just sat there every once in a while. I'd pick it up.
0: It's not funny.
2: <laughs> and I'd like walk towards him like, ah.
0: Stop, it's not funny. I don't like that thing in the house.
1: Really? No. And now I just have to sneak around at night with it while she's sleeping and stuff. And maybe bump a light, oops, <gasps> ah, and then just go running back. <laughs> Put it under her pillow me with... Put it under my pillow. Yeah, Even pissed. better. And just have it just, have...
0: what's under your pillow?
1: Oh, geez, nothing. Don't worry about it. The rest.
0: Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Did you drink that water I gave you? <laughs> uh, yeah, was there something in it?
1: No, you'll be fine. It dulls the pain, <laughs> <laughs> and then watch the end of Braveheart, and then go. Oh, that looks fun. Yeah, I didn't know she had that thought. But I interesting. It, yeah, I wonder if Ronnie thinks you're going to kill her. Probably. I bet you all women deep down think that. Enough Dateline episodes, and you think, "Uh, he's going to hack me up with something." Maybe, or she's worried
3: that. Yeah, she she hasn't said anything. Well. Maybe she doesn't know. There's multiple axes in yeah, the maybe house. Maybe
1: she's done something
3: that's that's. Made, I, I check the inventory. Made her think See that she's. A, I'm going to kill her
1: somewhere it. else. Only somebody that's committed horrible crimes thinks that a horrible crime is coming
4: their way, right? You know. I don't know what you're talking and about. You know what I'm talking. He doesn't talk about. About. during these moments.
1: <laughs> but only a horrible, like killing only I'm a horrible not. murderer is paranoid of being murdered. So I think Megan might have killed some people and thinks that this is her comeuppance.
4: Who thinks this way? That's O.J. about this one. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, good, Oh, good, Timing is everything.
2: A- Hello, Twitter world. That's right. It's O.J., yours truly. Hey, John, I heard your story about your wife thinking that, that you might kill her. Look, uh, first and foremost, any woman that's worried about being killed probably deserves it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> My guess is she's poong hanging around with a waiter. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm thinking. And also, maybe... Uh, once she saw that hatchet, she realized that all the time she should have been blowing you, but she was jabbing about some bills or something, that uh, it's going to come to roost. And now she's worried. So I think right now you should just go in your backyard and drawings or paintings or pictures of your wife and just start chucking that axe at him and make her think twice. Get the upper hand in the relationship and maybe she'll straighten out and you won't have to do what I do in my couple's therapy sessions, which we'll is cut the bitches' heads off, okay? That's I'm just saying.
3: You axe throw a couple times a week, don't you?
2: couple axes here and there. I've, 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 I'm pretty adept at tossing the axe. but I prefer the face-to-face kind of meeting. You know what I'm saying? I like being real close to a lady when I murder them. That's the way to do it. An axe is nice.
0: I'm sorry. I walked
2: out for a second. I thought I saw Nicole. <laughs> anyway, I was running for a second. I, what just happened there? Sometimes I just run. <laughs> All right. That's how it works. I got to be nimble still. You never know who's coming. But well, I just want to let you know that your axe is a good idea, and uh, only people who deserve it worry about it. So just keep that in mind. If your wife thinks you're going to kill advice, her, she's Juice. probably done something horrible and needs a, her tongue hanging down between her breasts. All right, that's what I'm saying. A little Brazilian necktie. All right, goodbye.
4: Man, he should have his own show, Marital
3: yeah, Advice from yeah,
1: Juice. Yeah, yeah, couples therapy with uh, OJ.
3: This is how it works for us. God, that
1: would be a phenomenal show.
3: Tell us what's
2: wrong. Well, she nags me all the time. You should kill that bitch. Oh, Jesus, we just <laughs> got here.
3: You should nag him as much. You know you're heading down a bad path here, girl. It's after 10 sessions he gives his <laughs> final assessment. <laughs> Every time it's the yeah. same.
2: All right, I've looked over the charts, and I've listened to both of you, and I understand it. You you feel like you're being nagged. You feel a little bit henpecked. And, uh, of course, you feel like he doesn't listen to you. And uh, I think the the only solution to make this marriage— Uh, Better is if your head was laying on the ground and you were standing up. (laughs) That's what I think. Juice is spoken. Juice is loose. All right. (laughs) He always cuts her head off.
0: He's been terrible to me. He hits me. He's got multiple girlfriends. He's just the worst. He's stolen money from my family.
2: Why didn't you just give him the money? You made this guy a bad
0: guy. Cut her head off. All right. Okay. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Only one couple survives. I'll just
2: say it. It's Survivor. <laughs> we had
3: 10 couples. Couples
2: Therapy Survivor. I'm a told Jay Simpson. I'm your host, and uh, you couples are in
3: trouble, all of you, but one.
2: I will spare one couple here, and that's probably going to be the brunette, because I don't like those. <laughs>
3: the end of the show. He picks the yeah. couple. You You got
2: to go. You got You've been voted off your shoulders,
3: all right? Your head's been
2: voted off your body, all right? That's what it. is. We're well, going to have this guy seems like a good guy to me. I'd hang out. Will you golf? Yeah, I golf, Oach. this is bad. Uh, you just need to be less of a henpecker. One more bad word out of you, and you know what's next, all right? I'm just saying. Damn. Yeah, OJ would uh, handle
1: that. But, yeah, Megan thinks I'm going to kill her, <laughs> deep down in her body. She thinks deep down inside her. That I have that Just in case. Me. Just in case I wanted to throw the warning out that i I know what you're up to, is what she said, because I had a tomahawk. But thanks to Devin Lines for building me my murder machine. <laughs> I kind of like having that reputation around the house. And maybe I'll just have it in my back pocket and go, hey, uh you gonna make dinner?
0: Well oh, I thought maybe we'd go out or-
1: Ooh, that sounds pricey. Well if you don't want to Well, yeah. Maybe you should cook. Chop chop. Chop, chop, chop.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, what do you want? I like salmon. We don't have any.
1: Oh, the store's right down the road. I don't want to go. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Maybe that's what that means. Maybe that's what chop, chop meant. Mr.
3: X says you should.
1: Back in the 1700s when people would say, hurry up, chop, chop. Maybe that's what that meant. Like, if you don't do what I say, I'll cut you to bits. Tomahawk (laughs) talk. I got one now. Pretty cool. But on top of that, the man's doing wonderful things uh, with the Scottsdale Police Department. And thanks to... uh, Officer Lines for coming down here, an officer rocket, an officer rocket, four star, officer rocket. It was pretty cool. So it was neat. You you got to meet the dog yeah. too. It was a beautiful animal, just absolute stunner. And talk about beautiful animals. It's Adopt a Cat Month. Uh, before I forget, and Lost Our Home Pet Rescue. Uh, the the cat that I have this week is I've never I never heard of this. They're called Forever Kitties. They don't get very big. Cats that just don't get. They're like dwarf cats. They're, I don't know. This well, is like people. There's little ones and big ones. Yeah. This is a tiny little cat. She's had a litter of uh, little tiny kittens and probably passed on the tiny cat gene. She is, she's so small. Her name's Summer. And if you're like a college kid or you've got a tiny apartment, oh my God, look at how little she is. There's nothing to this little cat. You can check it out at 98kupd.com. The sweetest little cat. Yesterday I got to hang out in the cat room and it's adopt a cat month. Black cats are hard to adopt for some reason. It's racism, I think. But for some reason they are statistically less likely to be adopted and I don't know why that is. It's the bad I think it's luck the same rat. with dogs
4: too though. It is. Yeah. Black They're, dogs yep, as well. It's
1: harder to adopt a black dog. Uh, and nobody knows why. But uh she was so sweet. So if you're looking for a new cat, uh that's the place to go. Lost Our Home Pet Rescue's got loads of them and uh, try to empty out that shelter as fast as we can. So that and, and she's free. She's the the adoption fees are covered if you want to go in there and check her out. Look at I mean that Look at that's my hands. Great-looking cat. Tiny little cat. Nothing to her. She might weigh like three pounds. Maybe. Tiny. My hands aren't big. I look like I'm holding one of those mini Cokes.
3: It's like a mini Black Panther.
1: Yeah. And awesome. she's like, that's full grown. She's all done. She does kind of look like a Black Panther. She's got that. She's beautiful. Sweet little animal. So I had a good day with the uh, animals yesterday, and then uh, got my eyes dilated and should have never been on the freeway. Uh, and this one's for you, Mary Magdalene, not the Bible one, that weirdo that got kicked off. And this is actually for American Airlines. The next song is brought to you by American Airlines, because you know what? Only the beautiful people in first class. If you're a goof or a freak or a weirdo, American Airlines reserves the right to kick your ugly ass out. That's what I think. It's perfect. Uh, it's Marilyn Manson. It's the beautiful people. It's 98 KUPD. UPD.
0: Hey, it's not weird.
1: It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this.